Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. In this episode of the All In Podcast, we've got Dr. Todd Engel. He's joining us to discuss about what it's like to going into implants and what you can expect when you know navigating into that way and deciding if that's a good choice. So Shane and I sit down in a really nice episode to have an hour here with Dr. Engel and kind of talk about his mindset, his mantra and approach to things and you know really what his advice is for being successful and taking the next path, but not only in the implants, but in anything. So enjoy this episode of the All In Podcast. We tried to do it in video and uh, it didn't record, so we're just doing audio here. Hope you enjoy it and the virtual conference and uh, thanks for tuning in as always. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I can smell People don't know it. Watch how beautiful my hair looks. Minutes. It's all from the Lysol. (laughs) Let's talk about implants. Uh, So turn your computer on. I got it. Fuck. I got it. I watched Sarah Marshall. (laughs) Well, this will be fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> I doubt we get anything done. Uh, no, we know. I mean, look at us. We're actually getting some stuff done. <laughs> oh, man. So what's up, dude? How's Corona? corona oh, my God. I look, like, I look like I need my own TV show. I guess I probably need to take this off so you can actually hear me. Yeah. So what's up, man? What about this madness? Well, just, um, not that it's a beautiful day. I live on a golf course, you know, Blake. I mean, Dude, what, why? What's not the pool? Is the pool fired up? Is it good? Pool's fired up. Pool's good. There's a weird little yellow layer, but it'll clear. <laughs> oh it's man, we had a lot of layer. people over, so I can't figure out what it is. Well, you got but Shane here, who was just on a cruise, so he's obviously contracted it. He's fully infected. <laughs> yeah, good Shane. Shane, that's good. Good. <laughs> this cheapo is good. My, my, no, check this out. My mother-in-law and my mom went on a cruise like a month-long cruise in from australia going they won't let them in to feed it back home so they're literally trapped in the ocean right now are you serious to oh, right where you want them oh yeah they can't get back nobody wow. will take them in yeah I, don't know what they're gonna do. I, I wonder what the economic impact of dentistry is going to be with this like have you figured a number that you think will take a hit so it's way beyond dentistry man it really oh, yeah. is it's sure it's it's if you think of the layers that of people that it affects i mean even if you watch cnn and they're talking about the kids that are suffering without meals um you know when you think about a kid suffering without a meal you say hey you know why can't one of these rock stars or major major athletes that make 50 million dollars a year buy a a few meals for they for them they they can there's no issue there and some of them are the, the issue more is the other things that they get in, in school, such as maybe they have some mental challenges, disabling challenges, learning challenges, all of those things that help them fight the daily fight sure. beyond a grilled cheese sandwich. What about those people? Yeah. What about those yeah. people that take care of those kids? Um, it's moms that work in the hospital that are taking care of the people coming off the cruises that are sick, that don't have anywhere to put their four-year-old kids that can't go to work. Yeah. Um, so dentistry is definitely, I mean, dentistry is definitely impacted, but from a per, from a person with a very non-selfish perspective in life, I, I'm, I'm, I'm minuscule on that now. Yeah. Yeah. Minuscule, you know? I mean, I, I think um, that the impact, like, I, you know, what I'm seeing is a lot of conversations, people who don't really understand what's going on, they're kind of downplaying this because we're not seeing it yet. Yeah. This is the precautionary measures, right? This is not reactive. And so... Yeah. We haven't seen that hockey stick moment yet, and everybody's confidently going, "Oh, but come on, this is just this is, we've had the flu; it kills more people." And I don't think anybody realizes how dangerous this could be, um, especially if you look at Washington State when it hit that uh, nursing home. I mean, it wiped out yeah tons. Yeah, you know, well, um, I think the the bigger thing this is going to prepare us for something way worse, though. Way worse. Like, what if this is a like Ebola, right? And it killed. I mean, the yeah. death rate would be way higher. Well, I think um, I think you definitely can look at it half full, but you can you can I mean or half empty, but you can also look at it half full, which is generally how I kind of take life. And 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 the half full part for me 
is I really think that it's going to, for lack of a better word, I think it's going to reboot America. I think it's going to actually reboot boot the world. And I think that you're going to find, you know, values in yourself and values in your family and values in your neighbors. Like, you know, it's interesting, regardless what you believe in, in terms of spirits or religion or whatever, um, the bottom line is we're forced to go to the park with our kids. Yeah. The bottom line is that we're forced to learn more about our spouses. We're forced to understand what climbing a mountain's like. And like I, I made one post, I'm not very good at this. I never have been, but I made this post that the other day that basically said, Hey, you know, get out there and do the things that you can't do Monday to Friday. And that, that, that are free. Right. So, I mean, you can, you can literally like, I just went on a run with my wife. We went through a park that normally has a park ranger there and they charge six bucks a car or whatever. And this place is gorgeous. I mean, you know, the kids are still playing in there and the lake is there and the tall trees are there and we go for a run and do a couple miles. And, 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 and the moral of the story is now you, those, those people aren't at the booth controlling the gate anymore and taking your $6. So you're free to just go in. Yeah. And, and I think what, where I'm getting at with this whole thing is I think that, you know, even for those individuals like the NBA players or, you know, the F1 drivers, the Lewis Hamiltons of the world, guess what? They're, they're in no different of a position that they, that we are. They just happen to have a bigger house and more toys to play with in the dark. Um, uh, you know, but uh, sometimes it's, I think it's, I think it's a litmus test. And so what I take from this is as sad as it is, I think that the one thing that I want to see get better is the leadership. Sure. And it really doesn't have anything to do with whether you believe in the president or you don't believe in the president. I'm talking about leadership from providing the facts or just not providing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because giving somebody like myself, who's a fairly educated guy, like bullet points and things I should be doing to take precautions. Um, and then the next day coming on and saying something else, you know, I have to, I have to be influenced by someone to make a choice, right? So is Trump going to influence me? Is he not going to influence me? If I'm not a Trump liker, do I avoid everything the guy says just because I don't like him? If I do subscribe to Trump's views, do I believe in everything he says because I like Trump as a man? And, and that's where I think this is more than do we like our president? I really do. Yeah. And not that you've said otherwise, but I'm just saying it's you got to find your way, man. Well, it, you it's, find your way. it's gonna definitely. I, I like what you said about that. Bring us all closer to our family. We lost family values with our cell phones and iPads and you know on-demand TV and everything else. Like we've been so distance. There's so much distance between uh, families now, even in general. And so, I do think that looking at that silver lining, it's a good perspective because it. it I mean, me and Lace are hanging out. We're just cooking different foods, and you know. Yeah. We're all hanging out together. Yeah. And I, got my fun. I was just on a cruise ship for two weeks with no internet. And it was yeah. I'm awesome. so happy I'm not in a booth with you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you got it nice so funny too, honey. Was like, oh, thanks, man. Uh, everybody's freaking out. Like, Blaze called me a maniac for going. We almost didn't go. My wife's a PA, and I'm a yeah. bit of a hypochondriac. But Fortunately, kids aren't really being affected too badly because they're introduced to coronaviruses all the time, so they're better equipped. Yeah. And so we made yeah. a decision that, hey, we may not be able to go on a cruise for six months or a vacation at all, and we were right. So we took a, a you know, uh, a risk, but we thought yeah. it out ahead of time. And I'm so glad we went. It was, you know, it was a Disney cruise. It wasn't Carnival. <laughs> Disney was awesome. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they probably yeah. most hygienic place you could be other than sharing air with everybody. But we had a great time and. Dude, they didn't even check our temperatures or anything. We got back in. That's the only scary really? part. Wow. Yeah, not anything. They just don't come on through. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. It's almost like, um, you know, when you take that toughest one week that you had that you can remember in the past few years, the toughest one week of work, right? And then you go on vacation, and for the first two or three days, you just can't settle down. Yeah. Like, your other, your significant other wants to go sit by the beach on a chair for a couple hours and you're going, holy crap, man, it's been how long? Four minutes? I need to go. I got to go to the bathroom. You got to <laughs> do something, right? Because you're going out of your yeah. gourd. And, 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 and then three days later, it's two days before you go home and you're like, no, I don't want to go home. I finally settled into this routine. I want, I want to chill for a while. This feels good. Well, I think that's kind of like what happened, what's happening now. You know, I'm like, hey guys, let's go golf. Just yeah. stay at club yeah. distance away. I'm good. We'll go. <laughs> right. Um, 
<laughs> but anyway, exactly. I, I guess before we get before we get further into that or or not get further into that, whatever. Um, I want to take a second. Thank you, guys. I, I think that not everybody puts forth effort. They they just don't. Um, it, you know, and those that do, I I, I appreciate. And so I just want to let you know that I thank oh, you thank for doing you. this. Finding a way to be creative, and you know, moreover, finding a way to just help guys like me be better. No, you so know, thanks, like, thanks uh, for doing. It's honored to have you on. Man. It's been a crazy what uh, three weeks, four, almost a month now. We've we've known each other. Um, I met yeah. I met Todd at the uh, Chicago Midwinter, and a friend of ours, Jeff Durback, and uh, Kevin Fox, actually from uh, Salvin as well. So they were both chatting at the Acteon booth and they were like, dude, you got to meet this guy. And so we met, we had some good conversations and coffee in Chicago. And then I went a few days later to his course, his M1 course at his institute in um, Charlotte. And then I've uh, been buds ever since. And so Shane has been I was like, getting all these, Todd, I was getting all these texts of like, dude, he's the coolest. He's such a cool guy. I can't wait for you to talk to him. <laughs> and I'm like, he's got a big crush on Todd. Jesus, Thanks, man. You're out, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm not really that cool. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, like Blake, when I, when I, when, when we met, and gosh, it's been so cool. And to, I, I love meeting people like you. Um, and, uh, and Shane, I can't wait to actually meet you too in, in uh, 17 days. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense, Steve, but I don't know you that well. <laughs> I don't want you to come and hang out and watch uh, Miss Dalfire with me yet. But, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but you know, Blake, one of the things that 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 I mentioned to you, and I think it's so important, um, is you know, you gotta people just in general have to let their guard down, and you gotta have reasons for why you're doing what you're doing. You really do, and you know, and and also know that certain things will manifest from those reasonings and and that's cool you know and also we'll talk about you know that a little bit later when we start talking about building a practice but you know whatever your reason for doing something whatever that is you're entitled to that you just have to know that something will manifest from that sure. um and, and 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 that said i i think that uh, um um, hang on, my whole family's decided to get ice right now out of the refrigerator. <laughs> okay, um, go for it. All right. But anyway, um, and I think that I think that when you have reasons and you know what they are, and you make other people aware of what those reasons are truly, I think then there's no surprises, and that and that could be why people say he's so cool. It's just I live a pretty honest life, and I think people know what to expect from me. And when you know what to expect from me, I think. I think it's easy. It's easy to be a friend or a, a patient or a colleague or whatever. And I felt that a lot from you, Blake. I, I felt like I told you flat out, you know, what do you need from me? You know, if it's friendship, let's do it. If it's knowledge, I, I'll give it. Just as long as I understand what you need from me, this is going to be fun because you're a kick-ass guy and you're a smart guy. You're probably one of the smartest guys I've met in a long time at your age. Uh, Shane, Shane, a good bottle Shane of it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Listen, this is a big world, buddy. Shane, number two is all right. <laughs> but, uh, uh. but anyway, um, anyway, it was, it was a pleasure to meet you too, Blake and Shane. Honestly, um, I've watched a couple of the episodes. Of course, I learned, I listened to the one we did together or that you guys did together about um, Chicago Midwinter. And I heard the coolness in your voice. So I can't wait to meet you too. Um, I look forward to a lot of years with you guys having a good amount of fun, whether it's live or not live, right? Oh, yeah, so thank you. Fun. Thank you for doing Shane, Shane wants to come to the next course. Uh, you know, he's a little jealous because where were you? You were in Houston, right, for the Bulletproof at the same time? Uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't jealous. I was stoked where I was, but I was jealous because I, like, I definitely want to come to your all in X, all in four, whatever you want to call it, Prost course. To me, that's yeah. – that's exciting stuff. I'm a full arch nerd without a doubt. Um, so excited. And I've heard so much great stuff from other people around the industry about you without ever knowing you. So it was kind of like pre-vetted that you were awesome. And that's always good to know. It's, you know? A, it's a really unique, you know, well, I, it was very kind of top notch in the way the course was done. You know, you, you've seen the Mexico courses and stuff like that. And there's a lot of ways you can learn implants. At the end of the day, it's putting a screw in bone and you know, it can be, it can seem very easy when you're not restoring. It can seem very easy if there's no consequence for bad placement. And it, it can seem very easy if it's a based on a volume kind of situation. But 
man, I, I was, I mean, he had everybody in like a white shirt and ties for surgery day and very professional. Good. And it was just, it was a different dynamic. And I've been, you know, I've done a lot of these courses and stuff. And so you get a little bored sometimes of these. And I actually was nerding out, taking a lot of selfies and stuff. Kind of enjoyed it, but um, no, it's a different dynamic. And I like you to kind of touch on that and how you've seen the way that learning should be. Um, but also kind of what, what the pathway is like when you're getting into implant dentistry, it, it, there's a big jump from drill and fill to being an implant practice and doing surgery. And I liked kind of that, that liaison you built there of information. And I think that's important. There's a lot of different things from the way you think and the way you present to the way your practice is laid out and designed. Well, yeah. And let's, let's think about it right before he breaks in, like for everybody out there. When you're introducing implants into a general dentistry practice, it's okay. I got to buy all the equipment. Obviously, you have to learn how to do it correctly. You got to train your team from a clinical perspective. You have to train your team from a marketing perspective and communication perspective uh, and patient education perspective. Do you do marketing? What do you put on your website? Like all these different things. I feel like people are either overwhelmed by it or they ignore everything except I just learned how to do it and I bought all this stuff. Now, where's the cases, right? So, it, can yeah. you take us through like, where you started and and i'm excited to hear about your story of how you introduced it would you do it the same and and how you teach people to do that because it is a big yeah, deal um, besides just learning yeah for sure you know howard friend um i did a podcast with him some time ago and you he hit those very very same things and he's like you know doctors coming out of school want to know um you know like what ct they need and he asked some great questions and they were all pertaining to um, how to create clinical excellence, right? Or how to create great results or uh, uh, working on the confused mind of the beginner. And, and it was great. It was great. And my recommendation is the skill set first. And I think um, wherever you go to learn it, there's a lot of great guys. There's a lot of great gals. There's a, gosh, there's so many good speakers and there's so many great classes out there. I think, you know, for me, I have focused on um, creating uh, creating a value for them for Monday morning. So, you know, I remember when the president of Strauman said, you know, hey, Dr. Engel, how, how, how do you teach them so much in such a short period of time? I said, I, I, I really just get them ready for Monday. That's what I do. And then when they come back, I teach them more and more and more over time. I don't have people come to my class and expect to leave with understanding the, the implant dictionary and how to solve every problem. I give them a good a good kickstart. So I think I think the first thing is 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 the kickstart um, for sure. And you and in order for a kickstart to work, it's got to start out on the right foot, right? Now, there's different reasons that the, that people do implant. And this is where we're going to kind of drop our pants to our knees a little here. Um, Blake, you're ready. What? Are you're you ready, there? Blake? Are you there? Um, okay. <laughs> you got to You know what? What? You know, we have a lot of people have different reasons that they that they do implants. We all hopefully want to help patients. Some people want to achieve wealth, right? Some people want to be acknowledged for their good work. Some people want to have a notoriety, uh, a bigger notoriety in the community. Some people uh, want to do them to be better to help next gen, whatever. Um, so I think that I think that you know you know when you when you get out of a, an airport and you go take an Uber. You, you have to tell them where you are, but you also have to tell them where you're going or you're not getting there. And so the first thing I, I, I talk to the, to the people that come to my classes or ask me, you know, you know, how did you do this? And I said, well, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and I do it every day of my life. I read every day of my life. I try to be better every day of my life because I am not good enough. Um, and here's the thing, you know, Going back to, you know, the equipment thing and all that, I think that the first thing that you need to do is you need to set goals for yourself, implant goals, if that's what we're talking about today. But you have to make those goals realistic. So let's talk about how do you get out of school or how maybe you're in practice for four years and you're stuck doing two surface composites and you're just bored to freaking hell. So like, hey, what, how can I do stuff like, like someone else out there or like Angle? How can I do that? I want to do that. And people tell me this at meetings all the time, right? I say, first identify what your goal is. You have to identify your goal, but you have to make it achievable, right? And that's no different in weight loss. It's no different 
and, and if you're running a marathon, if you don't set goals, you, have, you there's no pathway. You have no measurement. You there, if it's not measurable, it's not happening, right? So, so you know what? But but you have to set a goal, and I think a good goal for a beginner maybe it's three or four implants a month. Like when they when, when people do come to my class, I tell them, look it. My goal for you is like 45 to 50 implants a year. That's a solid number. It's a good number to get some rhythm, some cadence, et cetera. I said, so, so first set yourself a goal that's achievable. Now, here's the thing. Um, also, I, as ridiculous as it sounds, if your business doesn't have a mission statement, then you don't know where you're going. And I think that the reason I'm, and the reason I'm bringing up mission statement right now is because you have to, in this quest for whatever it is that you desire to do in implant dentistry, you have to have a solid team. True. If you don't have a solid yeah. team, I promise you, you're near worthless. From the front desk to the to the to, to the table or to the chair, Every, right? All everything. It's about it's about an experience. Okay. So, what what's interesting about the mission statement is it brings your team together. So a mission statement should be, you know, here at Cloverdell Dent Dental, our patients are our first concern. Here at Cloverdell Dental, Dr. Clover does this for his team. And here at Cloverdell Dental, Dr. Clover um, in, uh, is a big influencer in the community and shares time uh, gratis at the local convalescent homes. Sure. What do you do for your public? What do you do for your team? What do you do for you? And that is your mission statement. Sure. Now that said, you have a team that's ready to go. You know what you're serving at the barbecue and you have everybody on board. Now you got, now you Speaking got which I am. I'm actually go. smoking some barbecue right now in a little Boston butt on. You're smoking butt, dude. You're smoking <laughs> butt. <laughs> All right. So, so I think that, I think that it feels good to have a goal. And it feels good to have a mission statement and have a team on board. And guess what? If Gladys at the front desk is rowing in, rowing in the opposite direction, you got you got to cut bait. You're screwed. And yeah. a team's got to have a leader, so you got to be a leader too. And and a lot of a lot of just don't understand that dynamic. They kind of let that have the office have a little bit of autonomy there because it's not their yeah. expertise. But if you're going in and yeah. making this big pioneering move as a practice, you got to be a leader. And 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 that's some. Yeah. That's a category that's not focused on a lot in dentistry, and and, you know, and I have to do it all the time myself. I didn't intend to be a CEO, but here we are, and somehow these idiots follow me. But yeah, leaders no, communicate, awesome. right? Because this is what I see: is so many dentists they go to these courses, they they're amped, right? And maybe they brought their their surgical assistant with them, and that's great. But they didn't tell anybody else in the practice that hey, we're going to focus on this. We're adding this to our repertoire. We're going to add this service to our patients. Here's why, and here's what we want to do, and here's what's going to happen if we do that. Like they just don't communicate it at all, and they wonder, well, why can't you answer the phone and do this and do that? They start blaming others. It's like you're the leader. It's your fault. If they're not yeah. know, falling in order, right? Everything's your fault yeah. as a leader. No, now let me take you back to goals for a second here. Okay. Goals should be attainable, but they should be challenging. Right? And each year they should become more challenging. Right? Take take the keto diet, for instance, okay? The keto diet is is not for people who have lost the weight. The keto diet is for the people that want to. Sure. No one is going to live 90 years on a keto diet. Okay. But the keto diet is successful because the keto companies know that it's difficult to attain your goal. If the, if the goal was not difficult, everyone would be doing it. Sure. Now, 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 now to take it, to take that a step further, what's really frustrating in let, let's call it implant dentistry, but I, but I think in dentistry in general, is that the more you go, the more you do, the longer that you work at your goal, the slight changes become more difficult. So if you look at F1 drivers, the, the cutting time could mean dusting, dusting off the car. They're looking for one one thousandth of a second. Hussein Bolt, one one thousandth of a second. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because the our our small challenges like that of being better come in education sure 
you, you, can't, you can't continuously be better unless you educate yourself. And, and here's the next part of it. You have to have a passion for it or you're not going to be very good. Because when, yes. you, when you are running a Boston Marathon and you're trying to cut one one-hundredths of a second, it's because you have passion to practice to be that good. Right. Passion is a key component too, though, that a lot of people have to find. And I think that if you don't define your goal, you can't be passionate about where you're going. You're running around aimlessly, right? So I think there, there's that, that pathway you have to follow in the way you're talking. You know, I see so often in the business side, people, oh, I want to start this product. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I get a little annoyed sometimes because it's like you're kind of di you're kind of diluting what I wake up every day, you know, suffering for or whatever, you know, being an entrepreneur. And it's not that easy. And so that's why when you see the business people in dentistry, it's because they have the passion side. But yeah, I agree. You can't you can't find so, that unless you have the goal. So now you have to take your goal and you have to take your motive and maybe it's money. And that's cool. If it's money, it's cool. That's fine. You know, it, it, maybe it's notoriety. Take out, take out some ads and some magazines and put yourself on the magazine. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. No Just judgments. identify. And do, and, yeah, and be real about it, right? So now you take your goal and your motive and you influence people. You got to influence people. And this is the hard part. This is, this is the real hard part because influencing people is a double-edged sword, right? So what I'm talking about, let's wheel it in. Let's stay in the implant world. And let's, let's say you influence people, whether it's chair-side influence on a website, um, social media, you ask for internal referrals, uh, mailers, whatever. So you figure out a way to, to influence your posse, okay? And, and they come in. Now it's the real test. So now, now you, have to, you have to be what, what I call, um, which God knows I need a lot of work at it, but you need to become what's called an expert diagnostician. You know, the difference between a really good GP doing surgery and a really good oral surgeon doing GP, uh, excuse me, oral surgeon doing uh, great surgery to a patient is, is not very different. To a patient, okay? I want to be clear about that. We know that on average that there's a specialty arena that is incredibly gifted, and there is a GP arena that is very gifted, not to the magnitude um, of the number. Let's just say, um, I want to be very careful what I'm saying here. There's talented entities in both. We know this. But what I'm saying is, if you're good at what you do, the patient doesn't put you on Google because you've closed their margins. Yeah. The patient doesn't write up something on Facebook because guess what? I saw a picture of my margins closed. It was because of their experience. And so when, when we talk about that, yeah. and I just want to be clear that I have the utmost respect for everybody in my industry, regardless what letters come after your name, provided that you're doing what you're capable of doing. If you're not capable of doing what you're doing, then I have, I just, I don't have much patience for this, yeah. but being an expert diagnostician, this, this to me means three things. Number one, do you see everything that's presented to you? Like, do you have the technology? Do you have the mindset? Do you have the surgical acumen? Do you have everything that you need? So when a patient sits down in your chair, you can, you can come up with a really good understanding about that individual. That's number one. Number two would be, can you give those patients really good solid choices of, of care? And then the third one, which is the one that's kicking everybody's ass, is can you execute it? Yeah. Can you execute it? Do you mean and, that and, clinically and get, or explaining it back to the patient? No, explaining is, explaining is part two. Explaining is part two. They're coming to you for advice. My question is, is, as an example, I know that someone needs a connective tissue, tissue graft. Okay? I know that. The question is, I have to ask myself, can I take it from the roof of their mouth and put it on their canine or can I not? That has nothing to do with the patient's need. We already understand the patient needs it. In fairness to that patient, I owe it to that patient to provide that patient with the information of where they should go, if it's not me, to have that done. Sure. And that's where we're getting our butts kicked. Because in my humble opinion, 
I think there are a lot of individuals, namely GPs, and I'm sorry, okay, you might want to edit that out, but um, I, I, I think that I think that I think that the GP should be doing what they're capable of doing. Yep. And 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 that means seeing it, offering choices, and either saying, hey, you know what, you you need you need an you need a you need a, a lateral window graft here, and it's not my thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the whole case over to Doctor So and So, who is much more bona fide than I, who will lift lift the membrane, who will graft the area, and who will also probably do your implant at the same time. It's just right. a little bit bigger than me. It's no different if you went to the, your GP with high blood pressure. Yeah. Not he or she is not doing heart surgery on you. You're going to your cardiologist or whoever. Yeah, there's no right? shame in that either. That's actually building more credibility if you position it right with the patient because don't totally. take on that mess totally. if you can't handle it. It's a it's a huge mistake. Yeah, totally, 100%. And we've seen that with some of the all-in-four stuff, right? Uh, there was a lot of weekend courses that didn't have like – like I like the way that you have different layers. It's like, you know, Bio 101 and, you know, your different levels of implantology and surgery with your 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 Engel Institute. But so many are just – there's a lot of guys who just want to teach a course and they don't care about the pathway to success or they don't vet yep. who's attending their course or anything like that. And and now, you know, we've seen a lot of the surgeries over the past four years. I mean, Mexico was a hot spot. It was going down, slamming screws, but they weren't restoring. And yeah. so that's where that, again, you know when to say no. I've, I've learned that from the anesthesia side with uh, Mike Pruitt. You know, he was like, look, man, if you can't find a vein, that's the good Lord telling you, you shouldn't sedate that patient, you know, pass that one on. Yeah. And, and you've yeah. got to take it serious. Surgery is surgery. Just like we take anesthesia serious you're still doing surgery on someone. And you said that at your course, I noticed you, you kind of lectured everybody for about a five minute window. You said, look, we're about to close out the day. Then give me five minutes. And you said, look, treat these patients as people, treat them as your own mother getting surgery that day. Yeah. Respect the fact that they're having surgery. Don't run around taking selfies in the operatory and doing this and that don't have banter and dialogue, respect the aspect of surgery and respect the patients and treat them well. And so I, I, I value that a lot because then if you treat it as delicate as it really is, then you may respect the case a little bit more in the outcome. Totally agree. Yeah. You know, um, I feel that the GPs are incredibly talented. I feel that there's, there's, I think that they're great practitioners to be not only placing and restoring implants, provided they stick to what they know. Um, because, you know, I say we, we, we GPs, I'm a GP here. I think everybody knows that I, you know, we, we work, as I say, below ground and above ground. We're tooth designers, right? And I remember my first implant. I remember, as I say, you know, I wore brown scrubs to work that day, you know, and um, it's, it's a scary day. And I remember my second implant, my third implant and my fifth implant, and, you know, and now, you know, I place several, right? So, um, you know, my thing is I, I average like 70 arches a year now. And, and now all I do is surgery. But, 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 I, but I had to learn my first step first. And here's the thing, guys. Um, you don't have to tell people you're good. People will figure that out. It's kind of like, you know, the, the, the little breakfast, breakfast joint around the street from you guys right now, Polly's Cafe, that only has one cafe, but they kick everybody's ass because they do that one thing or two things really well. Yeah. So. My advice to anyone, one-on-one -on -one or in a crowd of people, it doesn't matter, is, man, you got to be good. Yeah. You got to be good. And honestly, a lot of us, including me, we're not good enough. I'm not good enough. And we've got to be better. And as long as we're in this quest to be better, I don't mean richer, okay, because I – I always say that if you're good and they wait and they wait in line for you, you'll have money. Yeah. It, it will come to you, right? If you're if you're if your cafe is empty and your books are wide open, you better check what's going on. Yeah, you're not really solving right? a problem. You're you're just you know trying yeah. to force a pathway. So be good, be good, and and in order to flat out be good. You got to work freaking hard because there's someone that wants to be gooder. Yeah. Right. There's somebody that does want to beat Hussein Bolt. There's somebody that does want to do more implants than me and all that stuff. And that's totally cool. They should. I wish 
everybody would do more implants well, than and me. I, and I think that's with training too, right? So like, let's talk about all nice real quick. You cannot do that with a weekend course. That is ongoing learning because the materials are changing. We're learning more as we're going, right? You don't see athletes train and become an athlete, then stop training to get better. Yeah. You have to keep going to keep improving. It's not one and done, right? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, the whole guided surgery thing, which I was one of the very first guys to do one many, many years ago in California, you know, it's, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, man, because, you know, like a guy like myself, I mean, I've been, you know, doing full art stuff since gosh, about 10 years now routinely, you know, I, I could do it with or without a guide. And I, there's certain reasons I will use a guide and there's certain reasons I won't use a guide, but if the power goes out, and I put on my generator and I needed to do it freehand, I could, right? But but for some people, they're looking like like guided is just, it, it takes over for the knowledge. And True. so it, it the fact of the matter, it doesn't, you, it, it doesn't, guided surgery is an amazing entity of what we do, but it also can give you a false sense of hope. So back to the classroom statement, man, there's no freaking shortcuts. There's no freaking shortcuts, regardless who's listening. You wanna lose weight, I challenge you, lose four pounds today. Lose four pounds tomorrow. It's not easy, right? So create a goal, create a mission statement, set your goal at an attainable level and go hit it. Now, to be better, to turn your practice into a surgical practice or to turn your practice into a cosmetic veneer practice, whatever it may be, be flipping good at that. Yeah. And continue your quest, continue your quest. And no, it's not a three-day course and done. That's pathetic. And no, it's not 20 screws in one day instead of one screw in one day. That's pathetic. This is a freaking language. And the language is not learned in three days. The language is more irreversible, more litigious than anything we do in dentistry. And we are not learning it in dental school. And we are not doing it on the boards. You got to take it on your own. There's nothing in dental school that you are really, really working on on a daily basis that is going to give a person um, a lingual nerve damage for the rest of their life or IA nerve damage for the rest of their life. That is a very, very rare, rare thing. Worst case scenario in dental school is you, is you perf an endo and you got to extract the tooth. Uh, routinely, that would, be, that would be a complication. But in order to do implants, in order to do, you know, and no, you should not be going to all ons right after implant number three. You really shouldn't. You know, you should try going from singles to multiples, you know, to maybe, um, you know, um, concurrent bridges on both sides and then wrap around, you know, work yourself up there. It's again, we can use the marathon as an example. We can use driving as an example. If you're 15 and a half, your parents have no business putting you in a Ferrari. Right. <laughs> but it's, I mean, they just don't, I mean, they do. No, you got some balling parents. They're doing well. <laughs> well. Well, they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I needed one at 15 and a half, but I'm just saying that, you know, the Ferrari is the hybrid compared to, yeah. you know, the singleton, which is in, which is in, in driving school. And guess what? We, we all have, you know, we all, we all were there. So my advice would be this, get your team together, figure out what your passion is. Maybe it is implants. Maybe you do 30 implants and you realize, you know what, I'm not digging this and that's okay too. I'm not, you know, I don't teach so I don't teach so I can push people to do implants. I teach I teach because I want to be I want to be you know I want to be somebody's inspiration, and I teach because I want to help people be better. Um, but I also I also teach because I want them to understand what they're doing. And you know, like you know, I understand how to make salmon. I just don't like salmon. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good point. No, if you're not if you're not good at it, you don't like it. Like, why do it? Don't force it just because other people are doing it. And you know, I, find what your your lane is and stick to it. And I don't think that the oh, cool. um, the technology, you're, you know, I think what you're saying here is the technology is not going to make, fill that gap. It's not going to make you a better surgeon. It's going to make life easier if you're already talented and know the skill set, right? It's an enhancement. It's not right. a training wheel. Yeah. So you have absolutely, right? So you have you have a goal and you have mission statement and that kind of, you know, I want, I want people to understand what their goal is. Like when I teach um, and people begin to know me and I'm, you know, I'm a pretty straight shooter. I'm not pretty straight. I am a straight shooter and I want people to do well. I've worked pretty hard at this craft and I get to, I, I'm at the point in my life where I get to do dentistry and teach because I love to. Um, 
which is an amazing feeling, right? Um, it's been a lot of dedication and hard work and, and frustrations and failures. I've failed, I've failed a lot. And, and you know, it's, it's hard, but I, I always say I learn way more. Um, right. And I also learn that it's very humbling. And, and guys, for you guys and for the listeners out there, I'm going to start sharing a lot of those failures because I think that, you know, when you go to meetings, big, big meetings, many people are paid to present certain product. Um, many people are, you know, um, showing ways that things can then turn out, turn out very nicely and successfully. And this is all good and this is all true. But I think the bottom line is that a lot of dentists experience things every day in their practice, including me, that want to make them stop, want to make them quit, right? Um, maybe that might be extreme, but I mean, things that aren't fun to deal with. And so I think that, that I'm going to start sharing those a lot um, because I'm okay showing the, the difficulties that I've had. I'm okay showing uh, the cases that didn't turn out so well, because I think that that's part of what we do. But, but set the goal, um, have your, have your uh, mission statement so your team's on board and go get it. Now you have the patient. Now you have those three things I had mentioned. You have, do you see it? Well, if you could afford technology and you, and you have the means to do that, great. It will make you better. Do it. Um, the second thing is, are you capable um, of, of, of sharing a solid treatment plan? And I talk about that a lot in all, in all of my classes. I break down how to treatment plan. And that, that's a lot more than, hey, we should pull a tooth and put an implant in. There's a lot to do with the fact that a person that's sitting across from you has a certain personality and learns a certain way. And it might not be the way that you're speaking to them. That's part two. Um, and then part three is execute it if you're capable, only if you're capable. Because if you are not capable and you try to execute it, this is going against everything that you're trying to do. It's like running, trying to lose that weight, and coming home and eating a, a whole freaking chocolate cake. It's yeah, not Shane, happening. It doesn't work, Shane. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Then. <laughs> so and so so and then after all that said and done, and the, you know, and, and the and the the structures in place, then go get it. You know, go train yourself. Go go learn and 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 pick classes, pick online classes. You know, go to one of the classes in Mexico or my classes or wherever you're going to go. You know, Phoenix, wherever, and and um, and and go go learn and understand that that this is. You know, it's it's like Japanese for, the, for for a lot of us who never spoken Jap Japanese or Farsi if you've never spoken Farsi or whatever language, fill in the blank, right? It's a language, and every time you learn something and realize that there's more congu conjugation to it, um, it becomes more frustrating, and that's where the passion kicks in. If you've got the passion for it, you're going to deal with it. If you don't, you're going to shy away from it. You're going to take an easier path out, and you probably won't be as good. This is a great game. It's a fun game. It's a rewarding game. You can make a shitload of money doing it, and that's fine. But it's also something that you have to stay at. You have to work out at it, and you have to be good at it. And again, you don't need to tell people you're good. They'll know. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you know. this. With, with, with everything going on, you know, this is a good opportunity. I want to kind of bring up something that you've done in the past few weeks. You know, it's about being vulnerable, right? Carving this new path yeah. of vulnerability, learning this new craft, learning this new art, and then owning it and doing well at it, right? Just studying and figuring it out. And so when we met at uh, Chicago Midwinter, you were like, what's the skinny on this social media stuff? Where do you see it? You know, you want to pick my brain and like, what's the deal and all that stuff? Same thing. And I said, look, I, and I know and I know, understand the person in your position, you're seeing a lot of these self-titled um, self, uh, uh, gurus, if you will, or uh, – uh, masters of, and, and they're maybe just took an implant course for the first time six months ago, right? So now they're all of a sudden, it, it, they're almost trying to be a teacher and, and, and bastardize their account a little bit, which are some great ones with, on social media that I love, like uh, Fine and Pay Rate. They're doing a great job and they're validated and they should be teaching. But for guys like you who've been working so hard doing the education side, to see that it's frustrating, right? You're like, do I even buy into these platforms because it's it's got a negative connotation around right you're just like this is annoying but you said i told i talked to you and i said look there's so much value in you being connected to this audience it's the way of communication exchange i said you're going to thrive because they're all waiting for you of the world to join in on this platform and yeah. i mean i don't know what your follower count is at now but you i think you started a couple hundred a few weeks ago and then started posting some really great content 
Um, and he, and he texted me. Def after Leppard it. concert backstage. What's up, Blake? <laughs> Def Leppard is a huge band from the 80s and early 90s. Sorry, Todd. I don't think he knows who they are. <laughs> it's classic rock, right? The, the old days. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Blake. All you got to do is say you're my friend, buddy. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can have you, you can have tickets all over the place, man. He's I love a, it, dude. He's a real rock star, man. Well, he got like, was he got Bloody Tooth guy, his uh, daughter, right? Some front row seats in uh, was it Prince concert? I sat with Bloody Tooth guy many many years ago at Prince and Sheila E. And um, man, it was incredible. Um, but it, yeah, but anyway. <laughs> but no, about uh, that, like back to, learning that new vulnerability, you 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 set your goal. You're gonna get your story told out there with this platform, and you're doing so well with it be owning your own craft and style not trying to be like anybody else do your own way yeah um so so two parts here one um you know i when it comes to the people out there that are self-proclaimed instructors um you know i think my position is you know i i, I don't really judge people um so it either works for me or it doesn't right um is it frustrating Certainly, I think that, you know, I, I, I see people teaching stuff and I, I see that, you know, people teaching like how to get patients in your practice. And then the next podcast by the same person is how to do connective tissue graphs. And then it's how to place implants and the best implants to you use. And then the next one is what is the best prosthetics for, for, for large case? Then what porcelain oven should you buy? And then, you know, should your lab, lab guy be 4.6 or 4.10? And I'm like, <laughs> you know. Like a pe a, a, after a while, I think you start to liquidate your brand, right? Yeah. You liquidate, you know, what did, what are you talking about? The, the proverbial jack of all, master of none, right? But so, so my thing is I look at it and then I just turn away from it. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just the person I pass at the street corner and I don't really give much thought to other than I see that person, be careful, watch out, turn, continue, right? Yeah. So it's, I don't put a lot of thought I do the same it, but, thing but when I, I see Shane in person and he's like, oh shit. Um, a little other. bit true. But, I, but I'd be People lying. People are going to be ducking me this week, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, now that I know what you look like, Shane, there'll be other people ducking you. It'd be easier to avoid me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you, good thing is you have a great radio voice, man. He does. Because the rest he, of it's not he, very impressive. He's got a radio. Stick <laughs> to radio, man. But it, but look, it, you got to be an influencer. You got to convince people. I always tell my wife, um, um, I'm smart. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't believe me, which she shouldn't. But anyway, um, <laughs> she's smart. I'm lucky. Anyway. Um, what we're saying. So, so it, it's a little hit in the gut because, you know, after someone like me spends 20 years reading every day to, to write a shorthand for the people that rely on me to teach them. Um, yeah, it's a little frustrating, but bottom line is, is, you know, I always tell my kids, you know, if you date a rich boy or uh, a smart boy, marry the smart boy, marry the smart boy. It doesn't really matter how rich the boy is. Um, Anyway, the, the other part is, you know, regarding the social media thing, Blake, you know, it's, it's, it was very intimidating to me, if that's okay that I use that word. And sure. you and I talked a little about vulnerability. And I'm the kind of guy, I think, the, I think, you know, when you read social media stuff written about me, it's people sometimes have a hard time figuring it out because they're like, the guy's pretty good, but he's also like realistic and he, he's our friend and and it's almost like they want to find a reason to find something about the way I teach or my personality that wait for it. Right. Yeah. But, but it's just me, you know, it's just me. There's no wait for it moment. I'm just, I'm just a guy that loves what I do. I love seeing people do well and I work freaking hard at this. Um, I'm not, I'm not worried about what other people are doing. I just keep, like I told you, I don't look in the rearview mirror. I look through a windshield. Sure. And my problem with social media, my biggest problem with social media, you know, I, I told told you at the very beginning, I think people need to identify with what it is that they're in this for. Personally, I'm into it for philanthropy and for next gen. I want to help people and I'd like to see them help other people. Um, that's my thing. I it's you know, it it's it's not money and it's not notoriety. I for the first time in a long time on I'm on the cover of a magazine this month and it was because I was asked to be there. Um, it's not, it's not becoming more popular. It's just, 
putting 20 people in a room at one time, which we've been successful at for a lot of people, and making them better. We have 300,000 implants a year going in right now with the 13,000 alumni. That's a big number. Yeah. So, you know, and my thing is- very honest information. I mean, like when you texted me the other day, he's like, look, I think sharing my failures or my difficult cases or my problems is the way I want to go. Because I think- you're you're honestly using it as a platform to just continue mentoring the ones that have been a part of your curriculum, right? It's your way to touch them again, right? And well, that yeah, that's the whole that's the whole second part about the social media. I don't know that someone would say this to you, so I I, I guess I will. Um, it was a little scary for me at the beginning to to come to grips with saying, hey, you know what? I, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to show my screw ups. You know, I'm Engel. I'm a teacher. I'm people know me, and I'm sitting there sharing screw ups. And and you know, the bottom line is that, you know, I place we just for whatever it's worth. We we do about a thousand implants a year, and I'm saying that not because people should wow me, because there's a lot of people that are doing way more. But you know, I see more failures in a year than than most GPs place. And again, I'm not saying that to boast. I'm just saying that if you see 80 or 90 failures in a year, that's a big number. Yeah. And and that's what and that's what you know being a host and having an implant of any kind embedded in your body, um, you know, proves that we're going to be 90, 95, 94, 90, whatever percent successful. So when I place 10 implants and someone says, you know, how successful are you, Doc? And I say, you know, 90 percent ish. And they say, well, that's great. And I say, well, I'm putting 10 implants in you. So theoretically, that means we probably might lose one, right? Anyway, going back to the social media thing, I'm just going to be wide open with you two right now and express a full-on naked vulnerability, right? That's going to do very well on social media. Well, this is going to get a lot of... Yes, it will. (laughs) Good thing it's radio. Um, But Pan down. My my thing was... My thing was, you know, there's so many incredibly talented people on social media, not only in dentistry, but just people that are funny, people that are clever. I mean, I saw toilet paper earrings for sale yesterday. Are you kidding me? Um, um, and in, just in case it's a tape delay, this is uh, we're in the coronavirus. Okay, I'm not just talking about totes. You know. We may anyway, all be listening um, to this from our bunker in a few weeks. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But but the, the the part about social media is I I was a little I was a little scared to to open myself to showing a lot of failures because you know that's that's hard to do. Sure. It, it's for a lot of reasons it's hard to do, and you and know I don't care. Done. Not on the podium, and now with social media, that's, it's not yeah. done. It's all about glamorizing yeah. those one percent. But what it ends up happening with that, it actually because you're so honest and wide open it's kind of like gary v if you get your failures out of the way show people that you're not flawless you become yeah. more relatable right likable yeah. and transparent like, people want good. to be with people like that like that's what they want well i i appreciate that and i think that um you know i've always i've always faced life in general very realistic um and, 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 you know, and I'll say, I, regardless, you could bring any name to me, any name that you want to bring to me that's been, you know, notorious in, in implants for doing whatever he or she has done. And I'll tell you that that person has had failures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That person, yeah. that person has had failures that he or she would prefer to forget. But isn't that how um, you learn implants is knowing how what you're going to have to dig yourself out of so that you know where the bottom is, right? If you fall, this is where you land. Can you dig out of here? Then you should go for the, you know, the off. And how passionate are you? Because the first time you get a massive failure on all on four, it is not that cool. Yeah. (laughs) Do you love it that much to keep pushing forward? You know, it's interesting. I mean, because the people that come to my class, the cases that go really smooth, right? People are jacked and they're geeked and they're like high, you know, high fiving and chest bumping and it's cool. And then you have another person who maybe had an, an issue with angulation or, you know, just feels like they just can't advance a drill anymore for some reason and they're just struggling with it at the end when we have our powwow and talk about our experience the ones that have trouble are always the ones that say you know yeah it wasn't fun but man i'm, I'm in a weird way doc i'm glad it happened because i had you right and um so so to both of you um yes you do learn more from your failures you know the ones that go great um, are the in-between. It's kind of like a, you know, we don't, not that we have albums anymore, but they're coming back. But, you know, there's a B-side to every record. Sure. And the B-side to the record is the filler. And to me, in my practice, you know, 
the fillers are the good singletons, the number fives, the number nineteens, the you know the the twenty nine to thirty one bridges that that are that are fillers. They're they're financial fillers. They're confidence fillers. They're they're feel good fillers. There's all they're all those fillers, but but it's just it's just the stepping stone. It's the failures that that make you freak out. Sure. It's the failures that that show you what you don't know. But you know, like what, to take it a step further, even you know when I talk about in all the classes, level one, two, three, or four, I talk about failures, you know, proportional to what they're learning. Sure. And one of the things that I say is, you know, what I can teach you is what to do if you fail at this level. If you leave and go do an all on X, I can't teach you about those failures. So as you grow, as you become more successful in your practice, you will learn how to handle these failures more provided that you have a little expertise and a, and a little, um, you know, history behind you. But if you're, if you go from two implants to an all on and you have, you know, a bunch of complications, yeah. you, you know, you're in some trouble. Yeah. yeah. So to learn wisely and take it chapter by chapter and, um, and understand that failures are a part of this. And, and the other thing is I actually embrace them, you know, failures to me at this point in my career, mean that okay there's more you need to learn yeah go get it but 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 in my office in you my will practice face adversity what I, regardless though and that's what they need to make peace with is that something will go wrong something's gonna happen for sure don't think that for sure be that one it won't and then once it does you drop the instruments and walk away you, you can't do that there is no escape button here you can't control alt delete it you've got to see this through you jumped in it be ready for for whatever it is why do you think they put entirely, like anything you're but, training somebody like fighter pilots stuff like that? They put them in scenarios where what do you do in this scenario when you're about to crash? What do you do here? What do you do here? Yeah. You have to be ready for what you're gonna do in that scenario. Don't just ignore the fact that it it might may or may not happen. Yeah, and that's exactly an exact. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more than anything is is that's exactly where case that's exactly where case selection comes in. You know, and people call you know our team and they're like. How many implants do, am I going to place? What am I going to learn? And this and that, whatever. And we're like, well, wait, you know, he's going to go over case presentation. He's going to go over failures. He's going to go over, you know, um, just a, a lot about anatomy. He's going to go over how to talk to your patients. There are so many things that 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 can direct what kind of failure that you may have ha may or may not have, and also what are the odds of you having one? And if you did, can you handle it? Right? Can you handle the failure? And, and for me, I just think that um, we have to have more appreciation and respect for our art. When somebody chooses you to provide care for them, man, whatever happened to really knowing how to do it well? Yeah. And, and, and if you can't do it well, that's okay. Refer to somebody. Refer to somebody who's better. And guess what? There's always somebody better. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, I, I dig my I, I dig my oral surgeon pal friend that I refer to, and he digs me because he knows my limit, and 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 he knows that I know my limit. So guys, know your limits. I'm gonna. I think we end it with that. We're right here at that one hour sweet know your spot. Limits, baby. So know your limits, and no one. We'll just uh, wrap it up there. That was really good. I, I do want to ask you one thing though, um, because I love your institute truly. I, I I wouldn't just say this as I've been to ton of maxi courses and this and that i don't i don't really enjoy going to courses that much anymore <laughs> but I, oh look at him the bears got him going on too i told him he's my eddie vetters he put on a chicago cubs sweater he looked just like eddie vetter but no i mean with your institute i thought it was awesome man i do i think it should if you're starting out implants you gotta go it, it was awesome it was a great experience and it was professional in a way that you're changing your business dynamic you should learn how to do it. And then the way you have your clinic set up and everything is exactly the way it should present itself when you go in to make that segue in. You've got to learn all those little small intricacies. Man. So you crushed it. I love how you treat the patients. So how do they get in touch with you and come see the uh, Ingle Magic? Um, that's a good idea. Inglemagic.com. <laughs> all right. Now, the should they, I mean, it, they could, it, they could, uh, they can find the institute. It's just angleinstitute.com. And um, yeah, I love, I love people that, that, that want to learn. I love people. I love people that are compassionate and humble. Um, it's kind of like what's been built into all of my shoes. And uh, that's what I walk every day. And I love what I do. It feels good to, 
to, uh, you know, to, to, to do what I do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's fun. Thanks, man. And I got fun. one other question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. How do we get together to play golf and then invite Blake and take all his money? I'm really bad at it. I gave it up. I love it, man. Blake, where you at? I live on a golf course with a pool too. Where, I'm poor. Game, I have a startup. Don't you know? We have no money. <laughs> I might get in a bus. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> so for those There's of you no listening, lake. he's showing us his, uh, he's on the lake and the golf course and his pool. Infinity right? pool in the background. There he's he not doing it for the money, <laughs> but that comes with it when you're passionate about what you do. <laughs> All your passion, baby, the money will come. <laughs> Listen, listen. If, listen, if I'm I'm doing an if I'm doing an all in podcast, man, I'm getting the best freaking Airbnb I could get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I love you, man. I'm a big fan. I had such a good time. Um, give my best to the family, and I hope you guys uh, are healthy and happy through this uh, Corona lockdown. So good. Yeah, man. Whatever you. your yeah, whatever your choice is, just do it and live by it today. Love it. Love it. Thanks, brother. Right, Peace out. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.